0: Hello there, and welcome to this episode of the Northern Grow Up podcast. I want to thank you for joining me in this little space we share. Um, and I actually would like to take a moment to just say thank you to anybody who has taken the chance and downloaded and listened to any of our previous episodes, or if this is the first episode you're listening to. Um, Once again, a big thank you for that. A lot of the time, I feel the first few episodes of anything, any new podcast, it's a bit of trial and error. But I feel we're hopefully on the right track. And I have many, many more recordings in the works. And hopefully we can get those out there as soon as we can. So for this episode, we are going to be talking about composting. And I would like to share our little composting setup here. What works for us in our garden. Um, Why I think it's so important to do. And in fact, why we should be doing it, I believe. Um It's hard to believe that, you know, when I first started those first steps into gardening so many years ago and... We were living on uh, in an apartment, and we gardened on a balcony in a container garden. And I think back to how I never composted, and in all honesty, I was still in that mindset that I thought it was like gross. And now I I know different, but I would have thought it was so weird to keep a you know a pile of what I thought was rotten vegetables or rotten garbage sitting around and you know kind of i think the like i bought into the misconceptions like a lot of people oh it's going to attract vermin and just be really dirty and stinky um so i have learned differently and i'm here to talk about why it's so great and i did learn a little bit more about why it is so great why we need to do it um especially if for me and for us I really want to employ um, best practices when it comes to gardening, and I do think it's our duty to live and garden as sustainably and produce produce a garden, produce food, produce seeds as sustainably, and not just sustainably, but regeneratively. Um, so when I was teaching a grade four class in social studies and we discussed sustainability and Sustainability means just being careful with how you use something so it lasts longer. So you're just using a resource carefully so it lasts longer. And I thought, well, even living and gardening in a sustainable way, is that quite enough? Maybe we can do better. And of course, that's when I went on down that loophole and started looking at regenerative Gardening, regenerative agriculture, and composting is one of those regenerating practices that you can bring into your garden, whether it's big or small. Like There are lots of little methods and ways, even if you have a small garden space, you can be composting. And there is tons of information on the internet about that too. Lots of really, really good um, information. So, why... Do we even want to compost anyway? What are we doing? So the basic breakdown of why you're composting is it is reducing waste that goes to landfill. So food waste that goes to landfill, it is just that. It is waste. It is not... Food is made up of nutrients, um, minerals. Um, you know, it's made up of elements as well. Carbon, for example. It's made up of all sorts of things. And when you put those into the landfill, that is just wasted, okay? That is just wasted, and it doesn't go back into that system. So the earth, you know, I always think the earth is operating, if it can, it will operate on a uh, closed-loop system where you think of things like uh, animal poop, human poop should be, animal poop, um, waste, there's no... And I can't even remember where I saw this, but I read somewhere that really, there is no, if things are in their natural state, there is no waste. Everything is broken down again, and it goes back into uh, the earth, into the soil, it breaks down into those bare bone nutrients, those minerals, those basic elements. Everything gets broken down when it is waste. In terms of nature, it just means that it's going to get... you know, poop, uh, something dies, decaying, it's all broken back down by decomposes back into that system and is reused by the earth. Whereas humans, we kind of had this system set up where we grow food and we produce food and then we eat it, we consume it. But then there's that disconnect there where we do not put it back. If we waste it, and food we don't eat, or vegetable peelings, eggshells, anything like that, we don't eat it, it stays out of that loop. We send it, if we just garbage it, it goes to landfill. And there it just sits in landfill, it releases those greenhouse gases, it doesn't actually get um, reused by the earth, right? So it's just waste. Whereas, if you compost... You're basically breaking down all that waste in your little your little patch, your little bin, your little area of your yard, however you're composting, what method you use. But you put all that food and all those fantastic, you still have those fantastic nutrients, those minerals in that food waste. You're reusing those nutrients. So you put those in a compost heap, a compost bin, a compost system, and you create that wonderful black earthy eventually you'll get that wonderful black earthy soil okay everything in that compost bin it's been it gets broken back down into that compost and you can reuse that in your garden so you are closing that loop right you're taking your food waste it's not going to landfill. And it's instead it's going back into that. You're almost creating a little closed system. It's going back into that closed loop system in your garden, and you. It is such a such a vital thing to do, and on such a small scale that it's quite easy and doable to do. But you can create your own compost at home using this method, and you put it back into your garden, and you are now feeding your earth, your garden, your food, your flowers, whatever you grow in that medium, you're feeding that again with your food waste, with, the, with those broken down nutrients, and it's regenerative. You're not creating a reliance where you may be having to buy in, um, quite frankly, like topsoil and compost from, you know, in those plastic bags, first of all, from outside sources and who knows where um is that coming from you know how are they getting that compost where is that sourced. So you're reusing those nutrients that you waste in your kitchen or you don't need in your kitchen and you're putting them back into your garden. So it's really it's quite frankly really awesome and really cool. And it is also a form of regenerative agriculture. So it's a good regenerative practice. And it's probably one of the most basic and easy steps you can take to start um, introducing some more regenerative gardening techniques into your garden. And you also end up, or I feel if you are organic gardening, we don't use uh, fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, any of that in the garden. So if you are an organic gardener too, like I said, you're just reducing buying out, buying stuff out from your garden. So you're not going out to the store to get um any fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, you're reducing a your reliance on those. Okay? So you are refeeding your soil. Um, but you're not going you're not having to go out and buy um those things from the store that well, they can be quite wasteful if you just even think of plastic or um where they are sourced from. So you're trying to set up a true, in a sense, organic garden. So there are many ways of composting, some small and some large. So we're going to go over them. So the first thing I'm going to go is your, over is your indoor setup. And I've, I was actually reading and trying to listen to different sources and different ways of composting when I first was figuring out what composting was and what I wanted to do. Um, and I actually never ever came across anywhere that had a good description of what to do with your food waste while it's indoors um so the option i see most of the time and um if your city or municipality practices compost management they uh, will do this as well you get a like a little closed bin and it's designed to be kept under the sink or on the counter um, but it is a little closed bin and then you are supposed to, once that bin's full, take it out to your, uh, well, if you're doing municipal composting, you take it out to, I think most of them have a green bin or your own compost heap. But yeah, your own compost heap is awesome because then you get to keep it, keep the fruits of your composting. So, but I always find for us. And, you know, I've actually even had a couple of people I know who also compost, they ran into the same problem, was the kind of really closed, the little indoor garbage bins that are closed. They they kind of get, they get gross. And it's not just us that this happened to. I think a lot of people also use them successfully. But again, I think that depends on the person and just... How you go about organizing your system, but myself and I've also had outside uh, friends talk to me as well about this. They turned out gross. Part of it is because, um, they well, if you wait till they get full, or you're having it under your sink, or even on your counter, because the lid is closed, you can actually get a little bit complacent about going out to empty it a lot so you don't we found and after discussing this that we did not empty it quite as often as we should because it is very easy to just tuck into a corner, have that lid down and you don't uh notice it and in the heat of summer um those things actually just started to get stinky, they attracted flies um and yeah, they just generally kept turning out gross. um So we ended up deciding to ditch that whole idea of having that little countertop under the sink bin with the lid. And the system that works best in our household, and I told my friend to start implementing this, is we just keep a a Tupperware, a small-ish medium Tupperware container on the counter, and it's just open. It's just like an old Tupperware container without the lid. And we keep that on our counter. We put all of our com- things we can compost in there throughout the day. And then it just gets whoever is going out to like, let the dog out at night or going out for whatever reason in the evening to lock up, lock up the garage, that type of thing. They just just take it out. Or even if nobody is specifically going outside, it's two seconds to, or two minutes to just grab that tupper off the counter and run out to the compost and toss it out. And I know some people might think it's kind of gross to have all that open food on the counter. But for us, it works well because actually seeing it there and knowing it is open, it just makes you take notice of it more. So that is our system for the indoor setup. We just have an open, basically an open bowl. And we just at the end daily, we toss that outside in the garden onto our compost. And it seems to have been the best. We have not forgotten about that one. So works better um what can go into your compost so let's start so that was our indoor setup um but please take a look around there are tons of really great options and then i've also been seeing um even in places like your winners your home sense type stores or looking gardening centers if you can find one first try and get a recycled one so find one second hand um but look around for them there's tons and tons of different options So you'll find what works for you. Um, What can go into your compost? So when you're in your kitchen and you're actually, or in your garden, and you're actually going through your waste, what can go into your compost? And again, once you get started with it, it seems like you're having to put in extra work. And at first you might be like, oh, this is just going to be a lot of extra effort. It's really, really not. It takes, it's the same amount of time to go put it in a recycling bin or a waste can, except you're just diverting it into a different garbage can. So it does not take extra time to compost. Um, But what can go in? So things like vegetable peelings, eggshells, plant waste, so cuttings from our garden, um, grass cuttings, although we tend to leave our grass cuttings out on the grass um, and the leaves for the insects quite a bit. But you can put in plant waste, garden waste. And basically, I kind of think of that... I take that philosophy of just plant waste indoors as well. So anything that is, any food that is basically plant-based can go in your compost heap. Um, So even tea, coffee grinds, Um, tea. Now with tea, we found the tea bags do not compost. Those little tea bags, and this is actually what encouraged me to make the switch to loose tea rather than buying tea in little tea bags. Is because those little tea bags contain, um, they're actually a lot of them have little microplastics in and they did not, I found those little tea bags did not compost. So we've switched to loose tea, loose coffee, coffee grinds, um, vegetable peelings, and basically anything that is a plant based item or eggshells, we put in the compost heap. Yeah, and you definitely do not, um, you don't wanna put meat or dairy in your compost. Because those um, that will attract—that's the thing that kind of attracts that bad, the bad bacteria. It also attracts—that's um, the thing that will make your compost stinky and attract meat, uh, attract predators. So I've met a couple of the people who complained about composting because their compost was stinky, but then they're throwing meat onto there. So you definitely don't want to do that. Okay. Um. So. That's what can go into your compost, and we also we also layer our compost with um, hay and straw, straw bales. We got a lot. um, You can get a lot of um, ones that are recycled. So some cities or events might use them, or and then they don't need the straw bales, and you can pick them up for free. So like sled hills, sometimes a lot of sled hills will use straw bales over winter. Um, to pat around the side of the sled hills or ski hills, and then they um, don't need them come the spring. So we pick up a lot of straw just for composting that way and for mulching our garden that way. So it's really good once you start to be able to reach out as well and find, find little ways like that of reducing waste. So you now have your compost. So your outdoor compost might look different from everybody else's there's different ways of composting um depending on your space so you might have there's lots of ideas on the internet on ways to do this but you might just have more of an outdoor little bin that's a closed compost system outdoors and you might dig that little uh, bin a little way into the ground you might drill some holes you can drill some little holes in the side and you just toss all your waste and garden waste and everything you're compost materials into the top and because it's a little ways in the ground with holes in there um, little worms those worms can get in and they can start breaking down that material having a great time in there and you can start to get that compost being produced at the bottom so it is a bit of a layering it looks a bit layer-ish when you look at your compost heap if you were to do a cross-section you got your waste going in at the top and then you've got the worms working and you have that um compost at the bottom there and i've seen a different um how long it takes to get compost produced really depends on climate it varies for everyone but um even 20 weeks i've seen as long as for us sometimes it can be like 20 weeks to even get any compost um, Sometimes, like for us, we also just leave our compost sitting over winter and then we will take a look throughout spring-summer. And usually in the hi- good height of summer, we have that good compost there ready to use. Um, but it really depends. It's going to be different for everybody. And you can even get compost like um, additives um, from garden centers. like You can add in and that will speed up the process. Or... So that's, you could have more of a closed type bin in your garden, or you can have more of like an open heap, which is what we have. Um, And we have our open heap in, uh, it's a heap, but it is contained a bit with um, pallets. So it's kind of uh, in a pallet, almost like an open pallet. We have a little heap in there, Um, but you do want to make sure it's on level ground. It's well drained, so water doesn't pool around the bottom of it so water can drain away um and you want to make sure that you're getting that good mix we call it the good mix of greens and browns in there so just getting a good mix of you know plant waste garden waste you can also you want to aerate it as well so a technique that you can do is scrunching up like brown cardboard and tossing that in Um, especially because a lot of people get online delivery these days you can um, scrunch up like brown cardboard into little balls and toss that in to create air pockets but you do want to ensure air is added in so turning regularly is a really good way of doing that we just go in regularly with that pitchfork and we just turn our compost regularly aerate it up add in the air and just get it mixed up and worms are your compost friends so once you have a compost set up you've got to make sure you're aerating it you're adding in a good mixture of waste and you got to make sure that worms can get in there worms are your compost friends so they will have a great time in there they break everything down and um, if it is on level ground or buried a little way in the ground at the bottom that can ensure worms will be able to move in and out of that space and how do you know your compost so that's it you're once you're set up super easy tons of tutorials online for different um, methods to set it up but then you're just aerating it adding in your stuff making sure your worms could get in there and then you pretty much just leave it it's they it really does just take care of itself for the most part hours apart from the odd aerate aerate turning over just takes care of itself and then you can tell it's ready because at the bottom of your compost heap when you're ready to start using the compost from it in your yard when it's ready The compost at the bottom will have spongy, it's just going to be spongy brown compost. It will literally just look and feel like compost and it'll be ready to put into your beds and it's springtime. Hopefully ours is always ready and we can just start getting that out there on our beds. So definitely I really, really recommend no matter what, how big or how small your setup is that you start to compost and or at least you know find some way of reducing that food waste in your household. Um, but it is so good for the environment. And it is so good for putting the that waste, that nutrient. You're finding that re, reuse for it, right? You're reusing things where you can. So I highly recommend it. And definitely if you are, we have a heap. But there is also bin systems that work as well for the outdoors so take a look around see what system might work for you um remember you'll need to have like an indoor little bin and an outside system and yeah have fun composting and if you do have any questions or queries just send us an email at the northern grower podcast at gmail.com um it's always it's always really good to hear from you or at our Instagram, which is green dot dot co, um all lowercase, and that is just the name of uh, our little seed store as well. That we um we have heirloom uh, seeds that we've been producing, and we love to uh, sell them through our Etsy store. So. Our Instagram has a link there to the website, to our websites. We've got a website with a little blog going um, and uh, the Instagram and Etsy store and kind of our whole little realm we have going on there. So please check it out. Please say hi. Um, A few people have actually been saying hi in the DMs on Instagram, which is really awesome. So I love connecting to our fellow gardening community. Um, so thank you for joining us for today and I hope to, hopefully you can join us for another episode. Take care.